Our second scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 22 through 40. Hear now the word of the Lord. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in this child, Jesus, to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother, Mary, this child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own heart too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and begin to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of the Lord. (laughs) Along with Simeon and Anna, who are filled with the Holy Spirit, we meet the baby Jesus at the temple in Jerusalem this week. His parents devoutly made their way from Bethlehem to offer the sacrifice for Mary's purification. Mary, who sang of God turning the world upside down, brings her offering one reflective of their own poverty. A respected elder greets the family, proclaiming Jesus is light to the revelation of the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Anna too recognizes the child and proclaims the redemption of Jerusalem. Each of these five characters, Mary and Joseph, Simeon and Anna and Jesus, play a part in this story. They recognize God showing up where so many would not expect. Simeon and Anna, attentive to the Spirit, observe the power of God in a baby. 
Mary and Joseph listen, adding more to ponder to what Elizabeth, Zechariah, and the shepherds have already shared about the child. Jesus carries this moment of dedication into his childhood as he grows strong and wise. From the Annunciation to Elizabeth's greeting to the shepherds sent by the angel and Simeon by the spirit and followed by the prophet Anna, Mary takes in each circumstance, welcomes each person and moves forward, stewarding what God has given her. So too, the Tizay community is built on welcoming each person in each season. From a few young Protestant seminarians who sensed a call to a tiny Burgundy village and began to welcome Jews fleeing Nazi-occupied France, to the same community extending their welcome to young German prisoners of war at the end of World War II. Tizay continued to welcome refugees and found themselves hosting thousands of young pilgrims as well, adapting their infrastructure and prayerfully following the Holy Spirit's leading. The community simultaneously became an ecumenical monastic order, including Protestant, Catholic, and Greek Orthodox brothers, alongside a couple small bands of sisters. Brother Roger, the founder, wrote a small pamphlet called The Dynamic of the Provisional. In this, he sets out how the community is grounded in an anticipation of the Holy Spirit's movement. Each person and every season brings with it gifts and opportunities to respond to God's grace with deep and abiding love for the world. A striking illustration of this came one Easter only a year after the original completion of the Church of the Reconciliation. A brother talented in stained glass created the entire western wall along with gorgeous side windows that can still be seen today. When it came apparent that the number of pilgrims journeying for Easter would exceed the space available, the brothers worked to find a solution. They appreciated the beauty of the space and they loved the people who were coming. With priority placed on their hospitality, the brothers took sledgehammers to the wall of stained glass and made room for the pilgrims. When asked about how the dynamic of the provisional is embraced by the community today, Brother Emil, who visited Nassau this fall, says it shows up in a frequent saying among the brothers, we will see, we will see. Things are always tentative and open to change. Andrew and I have built a campus ministry with Princeton Presbyterians with the posture of the dynamic of the provisional in mind. And we see it flourish when the ideas of student leaders evolve events from a couple dozen mail care packages to our own annual Mr. Rogers Day. In the spring, it's filled with care package station, partnership with small local women-owned businesses, and service project with Arm in Arm. It also looks like Elizabeth Steele's work with Club 345 this fall to make care packages that include artwork and messages of encouragement for undergraduate and graduate students. The Holy Spirit shows up in the presence of an infant 
the encouragement of a third grader, the faithfulness of a widow and prophetess in the temple. The Holy Spirit shows up in a monastic community welcoming the stranger and secular organizations serving meals to the hungry. Where people are executing justice for the oppressed, setting prisoners free, lifting up those who are bowed down, upholding the orphan and the widow, God is there. I see the dynamic of the provisional at work in the efforts of World Central Kitchen. This organization founded by Chef Jose Andres works with chefs and food service workers in areas of disaster to feed their communities. One place they are currently busy is in Gaza and Israel, both making sure as hostages return home, they are met with warm meals and mobilizing massive amounts of food with intent to get it to the people in Gaza. They are supplying food as quickly as they are allowed to transport it. Most of the 2.3 million people in Gaza have been displaced as of December 21st, and there is only food for 10% of the population being allowed into the territory. Once it reaches the Palestinians, they have, figured out, they have to figure out how to cook since all supplies of gas and propane have been cut off. World Central Kitchen has also been hard at work in Guatemala, and they are able to take plans for pellet stoves that were created out of need there and adapt them with chefs in Gaza. They learn from the ingenuity of neighbors around the world to feed humanity and hope. Being attentive to the skills and experiences of our friends and network, we too are situated to respond to the needs at hand. Together we are better equipped to face the challenges that come in our broken world. By listening to one another, we recognize where God shows up. Whether it be Anna's experience as a widow and her life prayerfully waiting for the Lord or Mary's faithfulness to de dedicate her son in the temple and participate in purification rituals, they come with their hardships and the resolve and their insight. The gifts we each bring manifest in times of challenge and in times of celebration. So where are you seeing the imagination of people emerge to meet the opportunities and needs in our communities? As we come to the close of 2023, who comes to mind with their ideas and talents that have cared for you, for your family, for your community, and our world this year? Let's give thanks for them. And as we enter 2024, let us be attentive to the circumstances and the individuals, both those we anticipate and those who surprise us, who can bring the gifts of the spirit of love and joy and peace to bear. During our shared time of silence earlier, I wonder what bubbled up, what griefs and hope met you in this space. Where is the Holy Spirit guiding you as we move from one year into the next? I'm grateful to be in this community as together we welcome the breath of humanity 
and the challenge of the gospel in our shared life. We each bring our own experiences and imagination to our corporate work to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly. Amen.